welcome. Grab a snack. Come on in. This is Bob and Joyce. We're former HROD executives who want to support other HROD professionals in doing large, high-impact, bold work in a time that really needs the values and skills of HR and OD. In these podcasts, we will share our experiences on topics that are relevant both to you and today's business world. We're both glad you're here. Welcome, grab a snack, come on in. One. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Joyce, how are you? Oh, oh, I'm very February. How, <laughs> how are you? Oh, gosh, I'm so February. I'm so ready for this to be done. Oh, and I wish I could change. Well, my, my oldest son was born February 3rd, so I try to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it could have been January or March. And then there's Valentine's Day that never works. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. And, no then- and at work, everybody got beautiful flowers. Finally, my husband, who was a marriage counselor, I said, honey, you got to send me flowers. Sent me an autumn <laughs> mixture on Valentine's Day that looked like you'd gotten it at a yard sale. It was Oh, gosh. Uh, do, you want to, do you want to hear a, a, a 20th century uh, Valentine candy story? Yes. So my, my daughter-in-law, she found this like old little box of like hearts that you would trade at school that had the yes. little writing. Well, yes. she pulled one out and it said, fax me. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've re-upped them. They've re-upped them. <laughs> they did. They took them off. Yeah, we've gone. We're just not a sweet country anymore we're just not romantic and like be mine be mine so anyhow i thought today um because it's february and both we need to laugh and because nothing works in february let's um just share some good and bad experiences or hacks or whatever anything to perk us up and our listeners too yeah i I don't have one (laughs) i i will go first and uh uh and I think a lot of uh, our listeners can probably relate at some level with this. Uh, I went through my first uh, big uh, reduction in force. Uh, essentially, mm. uh, we were selling a part of the company, the drugstore division. And uh, I was the uh, director of HR and given the assignment of handling the people side of the transition. And so, you know, naive, uh, you know, glass half full Bob um, came up with a great idea that when right after we announce that we're selling the company, that we bring in an executive from the company that was buying us to kind of soothe and lead the way in terms of the transition. So imagine a room uh, with all of your store managers and specialists and DMs. I mean, everyone that worked for the organization. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked through uh, from our side, Welby, what the transition was going to be about. And the um, senior vice president, we don't use names, uh, from the company that purchased us. Except for when we do. Yeah, uh, (laughs) even when we do, uh, took the stage. And my expectation was, and I told him, I said, you know, they're going to be your employees. So here's your opportunity to literally send the right message and to essentially, you know, tell them that they're welcome. Well, none of that happened. 
And it was my first bump in with how companies can have such different cultures. Uh, let me explain. So he got up there and said, you know, we're a lot larger than you. We've done this a lot of times. Uh, none of you are going to be automatically transferred over to our company. Uh, <laughs> there are, yeah, a stack of applications uh, that we're ready to hand out and you can apply for a job and be interviewed. Uh, there's no guarantee that you'll get the position or the pay. As a matter of fact, I think we pay a little less than you and we've checked your benefits and our benefits aren't as good. Um, and I'm in, the, I'm in the back of the room just shrinking, like literally. <laughs> I know, shrink. sweaty, sweaty hands, sweaty, sweaty hands. And, uh, it, it, you know, so it was a terrifying moment. Looking back, though, it was exactly the right message mm -hmm. in, in this context. Mm -hmm. uh, it level set whether you were someone who was terrified uh, what might happen or not happen. Well, you got it kind of validated. And if you were someone who just felt this is going to be easy and I'm going to transfer over. So as, as hard as it was for me, and I'm sure everyone in that room to hear it, uh, their culture is we're a tough culture. Uh, we buy companies. You can choose to be with us or not be with us. We're going to make that decision. And uh, looking back as, as tough a moment it was from a learning standpoint, uh, it was clearly the right thing to do. Yeah, it's a really back to truth. You know, when in doubt, when in doubt, tell the truth. Yeah. And ODHR people can try to sugarcoat stuff and it never works. Never. And that no. was, Joyce, you're spot on. That was exactly, I don't know whether it was to soothe my own feelings right. of guilt. Yeah. Uh, or probably. To, yeah. Um, no doubt. I was a young guy at the time and, uh, but it was, you know, it, it was a hack that looking back, probably ended up being exactly what should have happened mm -hmm. did happen. And your stomach, I don't know how to put this, when you went into that thinking it was going to be more upbeat. Yeah. What I'm getting at is sometimes my stomach knows the truth. Mm -hmm. And I try to make it better than it is. And and I'll know it. And my voice will ring false. Uh, it, it's just uh, truth rules. You know, what, what's interesting, and once again, we won't mention the names of companies, you know, for a period of time, uh, most leadership knew that the company was being marketed. And there was kind of a common theme of, we were open to anyone, but fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Well, as often happens, fill in the blank ultimately was the highest bidder. So to your point about telling the truth, you know, it's, it's like people kind of knew Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even before, you know, uh, these, uh, social media and website, uh, they, they kind of knew the pulse and the culture of a company. So and as I think about that, not to leave it alone, the good thing that, that came out of that was, I think you and I talked and said, you know, let's come at this very differently. Yeah. We were going to hire an outplacement firm and instead we created the career center or the learning center within the building, nobody had to leave immediately. There was a six week window for people to have honest conversations about their future. Uh, to, we brought in finance people to say, help people know, can I retire now or can I leave and do something else? Um, 
it's one of the proudest pieces of work I ever did. Because yeah. we were honest, we gave support, we helped people make decisions, we did it within the company, there was no shame or sneaking around. Remember, this was not performance based. Um, and anybody who chose to leave, whether retirement or leaving early, we had a giant party to say goodbye and thank them. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I do. It was, it felt so right. It really did. And to me, a key element of, of what we did was kind of taking what was a situation where people felt powerless. It was happening to me. Acted upon. Acted upon. And, and through the, the career center, it gave them to some extent their power back. Absolutely. To a lot of, a lot extent. Um, well, I had something to say and it went away, but I'll, I'll think of it and come back. Oh, this was when <laughs> I was relatively new yep. to the company. And uh, during a leadership meeting, I stood up and said, now, look, uh, there's no shame. You don't have to sneak anybody out of a building. There's a six week window. And if it's anybody's quote fault, it's top management's fault <laughs> that, <laughs> that um, we didn't stay lean enough or whatever. And that's when the CEO, after I finished, I don't know what else I said. He said, thank you, Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I, I'll speak personally. Uh, looking back, uh, we all played a role in, in that career center. And I had a handful of, of people that were impacted that were kind of, I was their kind of go-to mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And that really accelerated my development in a space that I had not a lot of experience. So the whole yeah. idea of doing it internally. Um, and doing it with. And doing it with. Here's this situation. You can make a choice. Yeah. Nobody's going to usher you out with taking your badge away. We're going to assume that you're not evil. Ugh, it was well done. And I don't know if it can always be done that way, but that was one, at least I've been involved in more than one too. And at least that was one I felt um, true about. Yeah. You know, sometimes in the HROD position, hello, everybody out there, you do things that don't feel exactly right to you. I hate it. I don't want you to do it. I really hate every time I did do it. But this was one time where it felt true and good. No doubt. So yeah. Joyce, I, I kind of gave a hack. You just, really, <laughs> you really teed up a win. I'm going to force you to share one of your juicy, terrifying hacks. Do you got oh one? Oh my gosh. I don't think I, I, I well, I, 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 here's one that you and I were involved in and it wasn't a big deal, except that we had, we're, we were kicking off a two day top leadership retreat. And uh, we had a speaker coming from Johnsonville Sausage and his plane was held up. And so we had a four hour session planned and everybody looking at us and we never were told right away. Well, he's four hours late. They said he should be here. No, he might be here. He might be there. <laughs> Any minute. And Honest to goodness, what you and I did, <laughs> we'd sort of like step behind the easel and say, let's do this one. We did four hours of warm-ups of break the ice. Well, <laughs> you know, I, what I learned in that experience, when in doubt, get people in a breakout. 
you know, and get them laughing, get them laughing, get them talking, you know, oh. it could be about the weather. What are we going to do after this morning session? And that was one of the best two day retreats ever. So I suggest everybody do four hours of warm ups. We had to move around. I remember saying things like, uh, if you have on blue stripes, join a group. If you have on any red, make a group. I mean, I was digging deep to keep moving them around. <laughs> oh gosh. And uh and I and that it's funny in retrospect, but we were thinking, holy crud, our CEO's gonna go crazy that it's we terrifying. did four hours of warm-ups. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just use his first name, Jim, who set up having the, the CEO of Johnsonville Sausage. I mean, he wasn't gonna take the hit on this one. No. Uh, no, and that's a, that's another thing. I once asked a CEO where I, who I did very bold work with. I said, did I ever go too far? He said, almost always. Hmm. But he said, I knew you would take the fall. And I didn't have to worry about that. Therefore, I could let you be bold. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean take the fall? He said, I don't know. He said, so, I, you know, mostly what you did worked, but when it didn't, I knew I wouldn't be embarrassed. You would be. Well, said, thank you very much. And quite honestly, I think that's a part of who you were uh, anyway. I mean, you, you've said on a number of occasions, one of your jobs was to do your damnedest not to make the CEO look bad or look anybody. Wrong. Anybody, yeah, yeah, anybody. Good catch. No, yeah, don't, it, it, to the full extent possible, don't make anybody wrong. Yeah. Except yourself. Uh, well, I remember um, doing uh, that same 200 and some people retreat, only it was global. And I did what I tend to do is I packed in too much in too short a time. Oh, God. And did not... Here's a real truth. I didn't set the conceptual understanding or the context enough because sometimes when you've been working on it for three months, you don't. And it was to do ideation, to create lots of ideas for product development. I had the Mayo Clinic come for how they, uh, their leader of innovation about how they innovate constantly on how you set up hospital rooms to everything. They're brilliant. And I had the head guy from ID, IDO, which is yeah. a great creativity idea generating firm. I've never had a debtor group. Wow. And partly they were saying, what's this got to do with us? We sell groceries. <laughs> I was thinking, idiots, <laughs> but I hadn't set it up well enough to say, you're going to see some of the thinking that goes into blah, blah, blah. And I didn't walk them through the steps of saying, given what the IDO presentation was about, how would you apply some of that thinking in your store or your district? I didn't spoon feed the learning. And I, that was my bad. Well, not there. <laughs> And also, though, later I found out, because I went dead in front of the mic. I don't know what happened. One of the guys that was supposed to speak was also flummoxed. Turns out that all the, the top 20 people had been talking about 
a particular company being sold. They weren't in the meeting no. at all. They were just going, okay, we're going to sit with a dead smile on our face. So we hope nobody can see that something big is going on. In the meanwhile, I'm tap dancing like crazy. And I had had everybody bring a product uh, yeah. that they, yeah. And so we had a showroom filled with wonderful products. It was horrible. I don't know if people who were there would say it was horrible. Oh, I know at the end it was raining and I had groups make pizza and there was slimy pizza dough all over. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I believe I was promoted at the end of that. And, oh, this, I hope, I don't know if we're going to post this. I don't know, but uh, you, can I we... went into the bathroom. Yeah. During which the announcement of my promotion happened. Because you see, when you're facilitating and stuff, you're not thinking of yourself as a participant. So I was thinking, I got to run to the bathroom because pretty soon he's going to be finished. And I didn't know that I was going to be promoted. <laughs> cringe, cringe, cringe. I'm back to you. Well, I did not pull that out. No, I mean, there's two things that popped up for me in what you were saying. And um, the first is to how do you dance in the moment and pivot when you know that your design's not working or there's an elephant in the room that's not getting recognized? And that whole notion of being aware and being able to pivot and shift. Uh, is something that uh, is not easy to do, but and which was one of my top skills. Yeah, and I was a deer in the headlights. Yeah. I was a deer in the headlights. Yeah, because my intuitive thing was going crazy. I was going, something's going on here. I don't know what it is, so I don't know how to bring it to light. And it yeah. was um, some sort of sale or acquisition. Anyway, yes, and I remember being challenged on. Um, a two day in Falmouth, Maine at a thing where I just stopped the whole procedure and said, okay, we got a bunch of people that aren't happy with what we're doing. Let's talk. Yeah. See, there's a great example where you, you literally kind pivoted. of yeah, pivoted throughout, you know, the design and, yeah. and had the, had the most important conversation that need to yeah. have. It. Uh, okay. This what? is not fun to do. Okay, So I'm going to share one that I think is pretty cool, but before what I make the mistake of time and time and time again, so I'm still learning it, is when I've created a design or when I have put together kind of a facilitation process, I've rehearsed it in my mind, I've written it, I reviewed it. And I often fail to recognize that the people that are going to be in the room, one, in many cases, don't have an idea what you're going to do. <laughs> and two, it's their first time doing it. So I think about when you get into a breakout group and everyone kind of sits there at the table and leans in and say, do you know what we're doing? Mm -hmm. It's your whole notion of setting context and giving people a real sense of what's happening in the space and where you're going. That's something I have to rele relearn often. Yeah, me too. So I, I, I have uh, a hack uh, and it's a little bit like my first one and I'll explain why. Uh, it was a large scale event. It was one of uh, Food Lions every two year, bring all the leadership under a tent, 2000 of us. It's February in Greensboro, <laughs> Carolina. There we go again, February. February. And uh, we had uh, on the second day, the CEO of PepsiCo, Indra Noy, 
the CEO was coming to Greensboro and she was our keynote speaker of the whole event to talk about PepsiCo's culture and work around diversity. And uh, I mean, I've, I've heard her speak before and we were psyched. Well, she's coming out of Newark. They had about a foot and a half of snow. And we had about 10 inches on the ground in Greensboro. It's seven o'clock at night. She's supposed to be on the ground, in the hallway, uh, in the ballroom, talking to us, I think around 830. Uh, Her corporate jet couldn't get out of Newark. And so- Grab your wig. (laughs) Well, literally, our CEO said, uh, you know what? Indra can send me her, her talk and I'll give it on her behalf. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I just didn't think that was going to work. Well, you talk about ingenuity and setting, I mean, I was overwhelmed with, okay, what am I going to do with 2000 people in a room Mm -hmm. uh, during that time? Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Like get, get in your breakout. What would have, what would have Indra taught us if she were here? Well, I reached out. I think that's a great question. I, I, I reached out um, to our, our tech folks and, and asked them to get with the PepsiCo uh, tech people. And ultimately what they did was they sent an internal production crew to her hotel room at the Newark airport. Presume. Pre-pre-Zoom. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. the streaming and getting it. And it ended up being more impactful than had she made it and talked to us. Mm. Because here's one of the most powerful CEOs in the world taking their time, sitting in a hotel room mm-hmm. in Newark with a, with a camera on her, and she proceeded with, you can see the snow. I guess they set up the window. Oh, I love it. Though You could see the snow coming down. It, it was one of the most impactful uh, keynotes that I've ever seen. And a lot of it had to do with, with not only her message, but her humility and how she showed up and her commitment mm-hmm. and her willingness. Because I, I had talked to our CEO. It was around 11 o'clock at night. I said, do you mind giving Indra a call and say if she w- she'd be open to doing this? Because we think we can do it. And mm-hmm. she told the game. So it worked out great. And it was, you know, it had all kinds of, um, you know, uh, opportunity. Yeah, it had great impact. I love it. And it was a hack. Wow. Do you have one more? Uh, Yeah, I do. You know, the um, very commonly used two truths and a lie. Oh, sure. When you have a group together and you say, you know, tell two truths and one lie and then have the group vote on which is true and which is false. And it, it's nice. I like it. But, uh, you know, I can't leave well enough alone. So I had a group of maybe 25 high potential employees, associates, and I thought, I'm going to do this a little different. I'm going to ask each person to say, here's something about me that is true, that is different from anybody else in this room. So somebody said, I, can, I have popcorn every night. Well, somebody else would say, I have popcorn every night. The thing went on for friggin' ever. 
I, I, we couldn't find anything. I mean, we were at an hour and a half and I'm going, well, why don't we bring it to a close? And they're going, heck no, this is great. We got to win. We got to figure it out. <laughs> That's right. And because it went on so long, people began revealing very, 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 very intimate details. About oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you have to create all kinds of conditions. Uh, yeah. I mean, very. So that I was going, oh, yeah, yeah. Am I going to get sued tomorrow or later? So then I would kind of course correct it, but they were into it. It it created um, a lovely moment if it were a group of self-therapeutic interventions. So later I set a better guideline. See my thing, set better guidelines. And it's um, wonderful for what it develops in a room about the wonderful or the wonder of how different people are. Sometimes you got to dig. So that's one of mine that I both worked well and had a problem. Gosh. Because when I said, when I remember at one point, I said, you know, I think I'm going to say no politics and everybody, no, we're loving this. We get to say anything we want. Isn't that Uh, what you're all about, Joyce? And I'm going, not really. (laughs) So anyhow, can I, can I throw one more out there? Please. That I, uh, Get me off the hook, please. It's more in the in the space of, uh, you know, you've. I I have this paranoia, uh, whenever I'm speaking and I'm wired, oh uh, yeah yeah, and I have to go to the bathroom. Yep yep. You know, I I always have this paranoia, even to the extent that I take off the mic. Yeah. And go into the bathroom. Well, um, this is it was another uh, large scale food lion, two thousand people in the ballroom event. And we had staged the setup uh, around a conversation with our customer and some of the things that we wanted to create in terms of moving the culture to being more customer focused. Let's get the, the right. picture. And to do that, we staged five people coming up separately to one of the microphones in the room. And they actually spoke about something that they've experienced as a customer in our stores. But it was it was a, a an associate. Yeah, it was yeah. one of yeah. We asked five people that here's what we'd like you to do. Uh, come up with one about having a bad experience at the checkout. Maybe it's a return. Maybe it's not getting the attention that you needed. But it was about a bad experience. Well, one of our participants did go to the restroom uh, with the mic. <laughs> but not necessarily to use the restroom, but to practice in front of the mirror. Oh no. So like at the, at, at like completely the wrong time, uh, she goes up and starts reciting what she was going to share into the mirror. And it was broadcast. (laughs) So yeah, I've got from out of nowhere. So, so out of nowhere, you no intro, no nothing. Well, see, thing is, because I was kind of the director, I knew where people were staged at mics around the hall. Mm-hmm. So I hear her; she wasn't supposed to go first. <laughs> I get up and I look, and there's no one at the microphone where she's supposed to be at. But I'm hearing her, <laughs> and I've got four other people at mics look at me like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> In the meanwhile, I have the CEO who's supposed to get up and speak to the group after this uh, sharing. Yeah. Uh, He's looking at me like, what the, 
heck is going on? Well, we never knew what happened till afterwards, but what was so funny about it, she came out of the bathroom and was aghast that we had already started when in fact, she's the one that got us started because the other people kind of followed suit. So her not knowing that she had already done her part in front of the mirror in the bathroom, she did her part again. <laughs> did everybody get it? I don't think people in the room had a clue what was going on. It, Which it, just it shows out. how how much you can get away with. Oh, you can get away with so much. And that poor woman, oh, she was mortified, mortified. But it was just so wonderful. I love it. Oh, God. Hacks. Hacks are good. Oh. So, Joyce, um, yeah. any closing comments? Some of the best things happen when things go awry. <laughs> Absolutely. Things off gang of glay or whatever Robert Browning said. Somebody said it. Um and you got to dance with it. You're yeah. good at that. Thank you. I, I think to me, it's dance and learn, uh, you know, because uh, uh, and to me, part of the learning is sometimes when it doesn't go the way you think and goes awry, it, it's probably better in many cases. Except for the one with the pizza dough, pizza team building slimy pizza dough in the rain. Yeah, that that sounds like that sounds like a really bad idea. Nobody had a good eyes. Good time. Oh, <laughs> I would call that one of my biggest flubs. Anyway, I wouldn't have laughed. About, I didn't laugh about it for about three years. Okay, well, I'll give you one. We we. Uh, Wait, what about the the saran wrap over the basketball hoop? I don't remember that one. I was going to tell okay. you about. I was going to tell you about the ice cream social that we did at Food Line in the parking lot in 95 degree temperature where not, <laughs> the ice cream sat out there and was like soup <laughs> as 2000 people are coming out to get their ice cream cone. Yeah, better than slimy pizza dough, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh boy, we've had some hacks for sure. Yeah, you know uh, what, listeners, uh, we would love to hear about your juicy um, moments that of adjustment <laughs> where you had to very quickly turn on a dime and save an event that was going down the hill fast. Yeah. We would love, and you can also write those into our Facebook page, which is Bobby. Uh, it's Bob and Joyce podcast. Uh, no, but what don't we have a Facebook page? Oh, that is. If you go on the Facebook oh, got it. And, and search Bob and Joyce podcast, uh, it'll come up. You know, yeah. th there's a crazy show that's on right after the news on Sunday nights on this particular channel. And you may have seen it. It's where people have videos of doing really stupid things. And, you know, like falling off a ladder, uh, yeah. jumping into a pool, but missing the pool by a couple right. of feet. It's, it's, I mean, I'm watching the news and this comes on. It reminds me a little bit of our hacks in that as, as dumb as some of the things that I see, uh, or that I've done, I can't stop laughing at it. <laughs> uh, sometimes it takes a while. <laughs> okay, let's, let's let's put this uh, let's put this episode uh, to rest. Okay. Okay, but I keep coming up with more. Remind me about my first board presentation for when we do another one of these. Okay, you got All it. Right. See ya. That's that's a that's a what do you call it? A teaser. A teaser. That's a teaser and it's a goodie. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcasts. Until the next time, be well and be safe.